listening to theoutdoorstation.co.uk. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's Podzine, dated Monday the 17th of March 2008. Yes, hi everybody and welcome back to the Podzine. And this week's show comes obviously directly after the outdoor show, the Ordnance Survey Outdoor Show up at the NEC in Birmingham. Which The NEC, of course, which stands for National Exhibition Centre. And congratulations to all the winners of the last two weeks who were sent uh, free tickets, free VIP tickets, to attend the show. Uh, some of which I bumped into while I was there. And thanks very much for coming up and saying hi and having a chat. Right, well, what have we got on this week's show? Well, we're going to have a bit of a review, really. Um, we did a lot of interviews at the show, well over 30 interviews. And they're going to be put together over the next few weeks uh, under uh, all gathered together so that you can give an idea of, of some of the things that were going on if you missed it and you were there or if you couldn't make it for whatever reason. Uh, in this particular show, we're just going to have a bit of a review, really, a um, bit of a chat with some of the people we saw. Uh, we're going to catch up with um, Alpkit and their collab um, competition they were running, which actually really came together. I must congratulate the guys and everybody that um, has entered that. Um, it proved to be very, very interesting, and it drew quite a large crowd. So, um, so a bit more of that a bit later. And uh, what else are we going to do? We'll have a look at the diary, as usual. Uh, perhaps a little bit of a competition of some of the goodies that I've been gathering together over the last few weeks. I've got a whole box full of goodies, and they've got to go to somebody. And uh, we'll have a bit of a conclusion. Andy and I have a conclusion. Um, but first of all, I think we'll um, we'll go to Alpkit and uh, have a chat with them about the collab competition. Uh, now, as some of you may remember, we uh, we spoke to them oh, several weeks ago, before Christmas now, where they were trying to encourage people to uh, join in and uh, contribute to uh, the competition, which was basically uh, getting people with ideas that they thought might be a good idea for the outdoors marketplace and to see if um, it could be brought to fruition. But I'll let Nick from Alpkit explain. Uh, regular listeners will remember I interviewed uh, Nick from Outkit regarding the collab competition that they were bringing to fruition at the Outdoor Show. And I've got Nick with me now, uh, and there's a stand here uh, which is showing all the designs that have uh, come to fruition. So just for people that don't know the full details, Nick, just give them a brief rundown of, of how they actually got here. Hi, Bob. Um, well, the competition was about bringing um, outdoor innovation to a show like the Outdoor Show. And people could enter the competition with their ideas that they've perhaps sort of uh, hidden away in the broom cupboard for, for years on end or even just a flash when they could see that they could enter a competition like this um, with a view that they could go through the competition and then ideally presumably bring it to market with your assistance yeah I mean although that wasn't really the background of the competition it was really um, you know to actually get these ideas out in the open and you know, yeah, if the product came about and we, you know, kind of fitted what we wanted to do, that'd be great. If it didn't, then, you know, that's, it doesn't matter. You know, we're just more, more than happy that people have made the effort to come up with the ideas. And, and so, so you're acting as a facilitator, really, so the, the people who are sort of frustrated designers that, that obviously uh, didn't have the budget to bring something to market, as it were, you, you, you're helping them to uh, demonstrate their ideas, yeah? I, I, absolutely. I mean, I think that's probably where we got really frustrated was... Um, you know, a lot of ideas kind of seem to get sort of brushed over when they kind of go into the outdoors market that kind of uh, certainly working on the design side 
were, I was really aware that a lot of ideas that never actually came out and even more so there's lots of ideas that just the, the general user has which never get a chance of coming out and I think this, the competition has demonstrated that there is a way of getting these ideas out into the public and maybe you know, one of them gets picked up by you know, maybe it's us, maybe it's another company um, and can make it, you know, make it out into retail and, and people can actually use that product you know, as they should do. Okay, well I mean it's certainly attracting a lot of attention here and I know that you've had sort of a, a bit of mixed fortune as regards uh, people entering because they were a bit concerned about their, um, their intellectual property rights but you, you cover that quite, uh, quite happily and obviously you, you don't uh, take anything away from this as it were, it, it, it remains entirely with the, uh, the entrance. So um, the standard looks very, very high. It's 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 surprisingly high actually. I mean, we, we kind of when we muted the muted the um, design competition around, um, we had a lot of kind of sort of the initial ideas, and we were we were we were you know a little bit unsure on how it would would pan out. But actually, the the ten entrants have have done amazingly well over the kind of la the next, last few months. Um, you know, the, the sort of standard of graphic representation. We've got people using you know flat screens. We've got you know three D moldable polymers you know the actual technology that they've used to produce their um, prototypes it's been amazing and that's not just you know flashiness the actual designs of the products and what the actual product can do are you know really valid and so there's some amazing designs well obviously people are uh, curious i'm sure to know what is here and what sort of designs are here have you got a list um i've got a list i've actually got it in front of me because there's, there's, there's basically we, we've we've ended up with 10 finalists um We've got a stove that works multi-fuel, works on gas, works on solid fuel, can even work on you know, kindling and things like that. So that, that's cool. And there's all the kind of products that have been around like that, but I think he's really kind of pulled it together to make a really good product. Um, probably the most high-tech product is the external interface satellite phone, um, which is obviously the biggest mouthful as well. And that's the product that's very prototype stage, but it involves um, you know, soft switch buttons, um, uh, and basically kind of technology all around the body which you can access from different buttons that, that's placed around that. Um, going on we've got the double skin pot so um, in order to make a pot that's more thermally efficient uh, your fuel lasts longer, um, your water boils quicker um, and basically like a, a, like a thermos um, flask but it's able to retain its heat longer um, but you know, and basically more, more efficient. Um, the foamless boulder mat, which um, obviously you know, we make boulder mats at Alpkit, so we've, we've kind of looked at this one at interest, and um, it, it seems to work. I mean, we've, um, we've helped out with a couple of the prototypes to kind of get, get them going, and um, we're actually, you know, it's, kind of, it's, it's an interesting one to see where that will go, really. That's, uh, that's certainly of interest. Um, the beacon bag, I mean, we've actually got an entrant who amazingly got, um, was, has got two... Um, products here and he's got the beacon bag which is, is pretty fascinating actually basically it's a survival bag with lights in it um, that then can flash an SOS message or any other message that's programmed into it and, and certainly when you kind of look, look at other technology that's been around with LEDs and lighting technology I think Marmot have done um, some some work on that there's definitely there's definitely something there in the way that he's approached lighting technology and yeah and a product um, He's also got um, the retractor mat, which I think is actually the best name of a product. He's, that's the one he's worked hardest on. And it's a product where we've, we've all known the frustration of being 
certainly at an early age, you know, strangled to death by um, Matt yeah, flapping the wind around your neck. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and basically, he's he's basically a, a, you know uh, much like a, a, blo- a roller blind that basically you pull it and pull it again and then it rolls up. So the shape's probably unusual. There's probably you know, an awful lot of uh, designers of outdoor jackets that are getting frustrated that their standard size mark pocket doesn't have to be standard size, but that's that'll be good. You know, yeah. <laughs> everyone needs a bit of a surprise. So it'll be the retractor pocket. So um, right. um, going on, we've got um, the morph handles, which are basically um, polymer handles um, that go onto ice axes. So uh, one of the one of the things that's happening in in ice climbing is the kind of um, w- the way that people use their ice axes um, traditionally you know standard grip leashes hang on for dear life on some grade four in Scotland now with you know it's a whole different set of athleticism and the way that you know you, you're using an ice axe with two handles obviously this is sort of leashless and the way that you can mould that handle becomes vitally important and most of the offerings from certain companies have been a pretty much a sort of standard fit which um, you know, taking shoe technology and you know, moldable insoles and things like that, that's just been moved, been moved on in the same way with a, a moldable ice axe handle. Um, one of our kind of international um, entrants um, has come up with, and this uh, hopefully this won't affect the voting, but it's actually my favourite, um, is the line lights, which is basically. Um, a set of programmable LED lights that are inside a line that when you whiz it around in a sort of circular motion that can spell out any sort of message wow. so it can be used for you know, it might be let's say you know, mountain rescue might want to say you know, over there in, in certain sort of visibility because you actually relay a message if other means of communication have gone down this can actually then pass that message on it could be programmed with an arrow programmed with a okay sign you know any, anything really um, bizarrely it's one that can't be picked up by television so one of the problems is actually been showing it in a way um, you know on webcasts and stuff like that they've actually been really frustrated and it's really only an event like this that they can show 40,000 people how the product works Gosh. because there isn't another way of doing it yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't just put it on video and go well this is how it works yeah, yeah. You've actually got to see it in the flesh, and obviously the way the video cameras pick up yeah. lights flashing and all that sort of stuff. So that's been quite interesting. And quite, you know, sort of validates the the competition. You need a competition like this to kind of um, show that sort of te- how that technology kind of works. Um, one of our other international entrants has come up with a flow pack, which um, some amazing graphics on the stand. Is um, you know, obviously a very sort of talented designer. Um, it's also done a, a rapid prototype, so it's got a 3D printing, um, comes apart, I, I think it's sort of 10th scale, um, but basically for a, um, a backpack system that's modular, so you can have a backpack and then, okay, I only want to do a day pack today, and that just clips on, um, that then could clip off and you could then have your sort of, you know, heavy, heavy backpack for doing, you know, week-long treks and stuff like that. So kind of... Uh, a way of perhaps using less products again it's a you know nice thing that ties in with um, the way that uh, people you know look at their gear that you can have one product that does more things very well because it's a modular system it's not trying to compromise anything and that, that's quite a strong entrance um, unfortunately he's probably it well he's the only entrant that was not unable to come because um, he would have had to come from America 
and you know, obviously that's a big decision for someone to make. Um, we've then got possibly the most commercial product here. It's one that um, you know we're, we're we're all wearing jackets with waterproof zips. We all know they're not really that waterproof, and one of the frustrations is is also where those zips go. So there's always compromising garment design where. Um, okay, the front zip's not too bad, but any pit zips uh, have that bending motion in. Um, any other decision that a garment maker might want to make where I want to put it here, but just know absolutely that they can't do that because they're limited by current zip technology. Um, so this is a product that's similar to the Ziploc bag where it's a fully waterproof um, sort of clipped gutter system to actually close there's no way that that water can penetrate and because the way that it works it's not affected then by the way that you mold it around and twist it, it might be rotated around seams okay. um, there's a working prototype here there's even you know machine that's dropping water off and pressing zips and things like that so um, that's you know that's that's quite a it's probably the most finished and I, I guess it's one that you kind of encapsulates what you want what we want to do with the show because it would have been very difficult for that product to kind of go out into market without some very very heavy investment into patents because you would have been right up against some of the bigger companies who would have obviously looked at ways you know does that infringe on current technology but also um, you know if you're fighting a multi-million pound company who really want to just copy that design um, you'd be up against some sort of TIF competition you know you'd really have to believe in that product Whereas if you actually believe it's a commercial product, it's perhaps better to view it at a competition like this, you know, win the competition like this, and then take that idea to one of the bigger companies and say, look, you know, this is what I've done. I've got 40,000 people interested in this product. Um, I've tested it, it's commercial. You know, I've worked with the university to make it. And that's almost a shortcut to bringing that out as a commercial product. Otherwise, it would have been quite difficult to kind of take that forward. And, there's, there's other ways, you know, we've, there's other ways of them protecting that design. Um, and that, that's, that's something, that's probably a product that I'm, I'm very interested and passionate about, the way that this competition can help that product be market, you know, go, go to market. So the actual standard, the entry that you've had, looking at all of them and also the knowledge and, and the depth of research that's gone into them has been, um, it's been really good. It's, it's been phenomenal. I can't praise the contestants enough. Um, it's been really pleasing working with them over like the last six months and all of them have put so much effort to be here, the expense of being here, you know, the time and effort that they've spent on the prototypes. It's been, it's been fantastic. Uh, well, a couple of questions. When are we going to know the winner? And will it be announced on your site? And also, if anybody's listening to this from a manufacturing point of view that's interested in the products, I presume they can come to you for more details. Sure. Um, the results are going to be announced on Sunday. We'll, we'll do a vote count and we'll do some presentation. We've got a lovely pack to give them. And we'll try and get that information up on the website as soon as we can. Um, if anyone is interested in, in the products, I mean, some of them, you know, we have got our eyes open. It'd be great to, to, to certainly look at them and, and have chats. But if there's anyone from a, one of the other manufacturers that's really interested in some of these products, give us a shout, give the contestants a shout. The website, there's details are on the website. Um, the whole background to this competition was to get these ideas out into the public. If they're a great, comp great idea for that to go into production, if that's us, that'd be fantastic. It'd be even better, you know, if it's someone else that can really take this forward. And will you consider doing it again next year? We will. I mean, we're, we're chatting with the organisers how we can run this competition. I think we've learned an awful lot over this year. There's a few tweaks we'd make, like to make, but overall, I think 
this competition is, is really what everyone wants and yeah, it will be a pleasure to do it next year. Well, congratulations to everybody at Alpkit and everybody who entered the competition. Um, there's been comments over the years that uh, the outdoor show doesn't really show anything new and exciting. And I have to say, I think uh, probably that was some of the freshest and most exciting ideas that um, that has been at the show for some time. So congratulations to everybody, and hopefully if you check the alpkit.com website, you'll see who the eventual winner was, um, which um, will be interesting because there were some, some good, solid ideas there, all of which... Uh, had merit. Anyway, while I was um, nipping around the show like a uh, a busy little bee, uh, seeing people and having chats and so on, Rose was uh, uh, speaking to uh, lots of members of the public uh, and asking them what their thoughts were on the show. And here's just a few of them. I'm Peter Williams. And Peter, how have you found the outdoor uh, exhibition today? It's really interesting. There's lots of climbing, um, really good competition. Uh, you have to climb across some obstacles and then get into a car in a limited time um there's lots of type there's tight ropes and um scuba diving courses and things like that it's really good yeah. what have you uh, actually had a go at are there anything you've actually had a chance to have a go at um did i <laughs> no i haven't got a go at anything yet and i can see you're here today in a in a uniform would you like to tell us about that um i guess 10th there for white cross um scouts and my trooper here too and I saw some old scout scouters from our troops, so that's good. Um, my name's Elaine Long. I come from Sirencester in Gloucestershire. This is my husband, Graham. And how have you found the show? What's been most interesting? Well, I was most interested, actually, in the, in the talks. Um, we listened to Alan Hinks earlier on. We're going to listen to Brian Blessed later. I'd like to listen to Doug Scott, but um, I don't know if we'll get to see him. But um, it's interesting to see how much sort of hands-on stuff there is here as well, um, especially for the kids, as, um, well, and adults, with the climbing walls. And um, uh, I, don't, I don't quite know what that, I suppose that's the rigging for a, for a ship over there. Um, but there's quite a lot of hands-on stuff here as well. Um, so that's, that's quite interesting. I wish our children were younger. We could have brought them with us, and they would have had a whale of a time here. There's a lot of activities for children this year, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, there seems to be an awful lot. That's why I say I wish they were younger. They would have had a wonderful time here. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fantastic how uh, you know it, it, more people are being encouraged to be active. I think we really need to in, in today's society. That's right, and, and, and there's an awful lot here, um, probably stuff that people don't even think about. Um, I know slacklining is a new is a new thing, and um, I see the mountain boarding over, um, I think it's called mountain boarding anyway, um, and then all the stuff upstairs, all the diving, trying out the diving, um, I think there's there's a whole range of stuff here, as they say, that you probably wouldn't even think about. So a very worthwhile event to come to, do you think? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah, because I mean, whatever you're interested in, there's obviously something here for everybody. Uh, my name's Pete, I'm 24, I'm from Salisbury, just outside Southampton. Um, we just came in, we got here about 10 o'clock, we've had a bit of a wander around. Uh, we've just mainly been looking at sort of holidays, kayaking stuff, climbing stuff. I've watched some of the uh, Sky Masters over in the corner, which seems like a really good competition. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just been, it's been good so far, hasn't it? 
it's been a nice sort of wander around and yeah. So uh, have you been before to the exhibition? Um, I was up here last year, I was working for Blacks, the um, retailer, and they were on the, I was on their stand last year, but they haven't come up this year, so I just thought I'd come up with my own back. You've probably got more time to spend and actually have a look at stuff then this year. It's nice, rather than just the occasional half hour here or there, I've got a full day to wander around and take it all in, so yeah, it's, it's really nice. Any surprises, anything that you've been very impressed with? Um, as I say, the, uh, the Skymasters climbing course seems quite an interesting concept. Um, it looks pretty challenging and I think the fact it's tucked up in, sort of out of the way in the corner. The, the bouldering comp last year took up a lot of space, whereas that seems to be a little more contained, but really eye-catching at the same time, so that's really cool. Um, other than that, you know, it's, it all seems quite similar to how it was last year, it seems really cool. Hi, my name's David. Uh, come to the outdoor show to just look around, really, to see what uh, deals are out and uh, um, for holidays in the future, for walking uh, abroad and away. And what have you found that's been actually useful for you here today? Um, it's just seeing what, what varieties are out, um, such as the uh, sort of New Zealand uh, experience, etc., uh, for, for walking and, uh, and seeing what just, just what's uh, available to us. Have you been to the show before? Um, yeah, it's probably my third year of coming. And how do you think it's uh, changed over the years? It's not as good as it used to be, uh, say, for, for some of the stalls and whatever, but, um, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. There's certainly a lot of activities here today, though. Yeah, it's a lot, definitely a lot more activities than the, uh, sort of like the first year that um, I come, um, when it first started, but, uh, yeah, it's not bad at all. Congratulations. I understand you're a ticket winner. I am, yes. Yeah. Very gratefully received. And how are you enjoying the show so far? It's been really good. We've been around a lot of the um, English places in Britain getting um, details of walks and cycle rides, so yeah. that's been good. Okay. And uh, is there a sort of equipment and, and things here that you're looking to, to see? And... Uh, we're looking for a lightweight tent um, because uh, Andy Howell's had this idea. I'm not sure how they drink at Christmas from the last podcast at Christmas that we're now going wild camping with him. We did, well, that wasn't arranged, but so we've now got to look for a lightweight tent and we're trying to find a lightweight uh, backpack, but at the moment there's not a lot at the show to find. Uh, we've, we've bought the one Pipe Dream sleeping bag and we're now looking at the, um, the mats to go with it. So that's the, one of the ideas and also we've gone go to the Pyrenees hopefully this year, maybe just foot, foot to foot. Uh, could be camping, but not sure we can do a week at camping really. We are a bit novice at this. There's um, there's a good range, isn't there, of, of um, location uh, stands. You know, you can go. We've seen Slovakia and Switzerland and all sorts of places. Well, yes, it's good for getting ideas of what we might want to do during the summer. Good. Well, I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of the show. Nice to meet you in person, and congratulations once again on winning your ticket and stopping me in the aisles. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. of what's happening soon in the great outdoors the podzine diary well all of if all this talk of activity outdoors is getting you excited and you're thinking right let's go and do something why not have a look at our diary page at the outdoorstation.co.uk um you'll find there's a range of uh, links and pages and so on there that which uh, may be of interest we try and link to everybody we can uh, in the outdoors community where we're all sharing the same passion uh, be them uh, cyclists hikers paddlers ramblers whatever it might be uh, so we're on the what's on diary page scanning forward over the next few weeks uh, let's see what's going on around the country uh, there was a lot of interest in the bushcraft section at the outdoor show actually so uh, i wouldn't be at all surprised if uh, one of these attracts your interest there's um 
West Wales are having a bushcraft meeting. Cornwall are having a bushcraft meeting uh, by Newquay. Nice spot there. And Middlewood up in Manchester are having a meeting as well. So that covers three spots around the country. Uh, there's also some guided walks going on in the Yorkshire Dales. Again, details are found on our website. Uh, there is a mountain marathon coming on, which is probably a bit too late to enter. But uh, if you're up in the Highlands uh, and you uh, want to witness what a mountain marathon is all about, the Highlander Mountain Marathon is at the beginning of April. Uh, there's some more organised walks uh, up in Derbyshire, the Four Inns, and uh, there's a fundraising, a 25-mile fundraising walk, the Allendale Challenge uh, in Hexham in age of the uh, Search and Rescue Team. Uh, beautiful uh, Islay up in the Isla there. There's um, guided walks around Jura and Colonsay, which uh, I should imagine will be one of the most beautiful walks you could possibly do in the in the UK. Uh, and then you go on to the first of the walking festivals, the Peak District Walking Festival, walking festival on the 19th of April, uh, followed by uh, the same weekend. We've got the Yorkshire Dales uh, National Park. I've just noted a typing area there. Yorkshire, no, no H. And then, of course, we have the infamous date of the 24th of April, and it's the 75th anniversary of the Kinder Scout trespass, which probably started a lot of our freedom off. So we must uh, celebrate that in some way. Um, and then the same weekend on the 25th of April, um, Outdoors Magic um, have organised a social. They just do one of their casual gatherings, but it looks like it's gathering speed, uh, and that's going to be in Bedgellet, um, in Snowdonia, of course. And there's uh, links there to where they're camping, uh, uh, which is at the Caravan and Camping Club uh, uh, site. Um, and that should be quite an enjoyable weekend. So that brings us to pretty well the end of uh, April. If there's anything going on in the diary section that um, you want uh, some promotion for, if you're organising any social events or or whatever, then please do get in contact. Of course, uh, the Backpackers Club at the end of April uh, are organising their uh, normal AGM, and they've got a little bit of a trade fair going on as well. Uh, that's in Ashford in the Water in Derbyshire. Uh, so if you're interested in seeing some select items and so on, particularly uh, heading towards the lightweight front if that's area interests you um, their show is open to the public uh, just on the Saturday uh, but as I say links to the site and full details can be found on the what's on page at theoutdoorstation.co.uk the Here we are coming to the end of our visit to the 2008 uh, outdoors show at the NEC. Um, last time I was here was 2006 and Andy was here I think in 2007. That's right. What do you reckon Andy, changes? Well, um, it's a smaller show this year. I mean there seem to be less exhibitors. But in an odd kind of way it's made it more pleasant experience because there's a lot more space to walk around in the world, as many stands. Um, but it is interesting to see how the show is changing. I mean it was... Uh, the idea of the show came out of the uh, desperation of the foot and mouth outbreak and trying to promote the outdoors again, but it seems to have changed into being a show that's very much not only about the outdoors, but is about adventure sports, and I guess it's capturing a younger audience, but it's, uh, I'm not quite sure it's got its identity right now. Well, it's certainly, uh, certainly evolving, I think, and probably evolving to suit um, outdoor trends. Uh, in the upper hall where we are at the moment uh, it seems to be quite interesting the amount of attraction the stands which are drawing people to areas or parts of the world where there are outdoor activities uh, and also um, how many people have visited the, the Cicerone stand which is right in the heart of that and, and, and the sort of books they're asking for. Well the one thing that is very very clear this year and it's a theme we've talked about a lot over the last 12 months is just how important 
hiking, walking, and the outdoor economy is now to to all kinds of places. And this year, for example, I've noticed um, there are three new outdoor trails just in Britain alone. Each one of them has been designed to give a major boost to the local economy. And I think, you know, if anybody was in any doubt before about how how important the outdoor world is now to rural economies. Um, as they have to diversify away from agriculture. I mean, coming here, you're left under no illusions that, uh, uh, that that's very important. And the other theme that's very interesting this year to see is the whole theme around sustainability and, uh, and ethics as well. You know, we've got a number of people who are stressing sustainable holiday destinations, sustainable tourism. I spoke to a lovely guy from the Irish stand who's developing an adventure sports um, complex on the west of Ireland that's going to be completely carbon neutral by next year. And then, of course, we've got the ethical producers, people like Paramo, and that seems to be growing as well. So there seems to be much more awareness of the, uh, the need to protect and look after the environment. And to, to complement that, uh, it's been interesting to see, which I haven't seen before, an equestrian stand here uh, talking about uh, the needs of an awareness of the horse riders and the, the people interested in that part of the activity and the amount of uh, money they bring into the economy. Uh, and also the bushcraft community, which again is a, another one which is very aware on the ethical front and also the, the sort of the carbon neutral front about having a much softer pr- footprint on the land. The, the kayak community is considerably less than the 2006, but I think there's been a, bre- a breakaway um, exhibition for them. But there's, there's certainly been a handful of kayaks here to suit the paddlers. Yeah, there have. And um, what, what's always slightly disappointing is, is equipment and gear. You, you think you're going to be able to come here to buy lots of bits and pieces, and, and it's, it's never that easy to do. But um, the, the big trend here this year that we're seeing more and more about um, away from the environment and the ethics is um, computerisation and mapping. I mean, there's no doubt that this year the big stands in the, in the, the, the downstairs hall are looking at consumer electronics. We've got memory map, we've got Anquet, we've got ordnance survey starting their new portal, which is designed for people to upload their own routes. We've got Outdoors Magic doing something similar, and several hardware producers who are producing things that are, you know, hybrid um, multi-use devices, mobile phones, screens, uh, GPSs. And you can see the way in which the technology is going. I guess that's the only thing that's holding us back now, really, is battery life. But um, there's been a big step forward in that this year, hasn't there? There's no doubt that the whole whole thing around computer mapping is, is the thing for the future. Well, certainly, uh, coming on to the, the battery life topic, um, I've seen two, three stands, probably had a word with a few, two or three of them as well, the uh, people with the solar power and the, um, the dynamo winding power. Uh, issues and, and they've been saying that battery power now and battery life is starting to improve so much that they can actually charge a central um, uh, source, should we say, and that source then can be uh, distributed to your to your electronic tools. Well, the solar power stuff is very impressive, isn't it? I mean, you've got to see it in li- real life to realise just how small it is, and even the very fast charging um, things are, you can see how you could easily strap those to the back of a pack and I guess if you're walking in a sunny hot area in Europe or the States this year that you know it, it really would be something to take with you because you're trying to eke out that mobile phone charge for a week or two weeks between cities is, is pretty difficult so that, that's been an interesting step forward. Mm. As you say particularly the weight of the, these items now we, we sat and uh, weighed some of the items and certainly I would say less um, 
the same and or less of a, a battery charger unit, your batteries, your mains unit, your adapter that has to make the adapter go for the, for the foreign plugs and so on. Um, I think they're, uh, they've definitely come of age and they're certainly neat and tidy as well, I think. Well, that neat and tidy is always important to you, but <laughs> neat and tidy, Micah, but they certainly have. I mean, you look at um, the ability to carry a solar charger with you, which is not adding very much weight at all, and it's pretty inobtrusive, and yet you know, you're using it to be able to charge a multitude of, of things, whether it's iPods, whether it's GPS units, mobile phones, and who knows what else is going to happen in the future. You can certainly see how converging media is going to have a big impact on the outdoors, and I say they were, they're probably the biggest stands this year with the biggest crowds. Definitely. And I think probably to conclude, I would say from what I've seen, the smallest stands seem to be doing the biggest business. Well, one of the things that is important here, and I sometimes wonder whether they really understand the value of it, are the smaller stands. I mean, a lot of the, um, the theatres uh, have moved away from um, guidebook writers and people talking about actual destinations to celebrities. And the celebrities certainly have a following. But actually, the real value is in some of those very small stands. There are people doing amazing things, from the woman who's starting the online dating service, for people like the outdoors, to things like the Slo- Slovenia Hiking Club, who I hope to get an interview with before we finish. But, you know, it's, there's real value in these little, little stands. And I hope that in our interviews over the last few days, I hope we keep, give people a flavour of that, because uh, actually there's some fantastic people doing some wonderful things. Indeed there are, Andy, and um, it was interesting to be there for the last few days and see what was going on. A lot of uh, destination stands, uh, a lot of uh, adventure tourism, um, and seeing how the marketplace is changing. So uh, we, while we were there, as I say, did over 30 interviews with a whole variety of people, um, some of the exhibitors, uh, standholders, manufacturers, um, people from different disciplines, such as equestrian, bushcraft, uh, hikers, walkers, And so there is plenty to be listening to over the next few weeks from the Outdoor Station. So do make sure you stay tuned in and subscribe to the feed using iTunes or any other pod-catching software that you have at your fingertips. Now, this is traditionally our competition section. Uh, And, of course, uh, the last two weeks we have been giving away tickets to the uh, Outdoor Show. Uh, We had to draw the tickets very quickly last week uh, for obvious reasons, so people got the tickets in time. And uh, just to let you know who the winners were, Oh, let's quickly whip through them. We have Mike Moxon from North Somerset, uh, Catherine Grokulek uh, from Nottingham, I hope that's okay, Sue Wanterborough uh, from Sutton Coalfield, um, Helena Romanana. <laughs> it does seem to be slightly, slightly awkward names this week, Romanowska, I think, Helena Romanowska from West Yorkshire, good Yorkshire name, uh, Nick Emsley from uh, West Sussex, uh, Carol Jackson from Lancashire, uh, Robin Shaw from Blackpool, Richie Jones from Pangbourne, Dave Marshall, Haxby, and Steve Murray from Nottingham. Congratulations, I hope you enjoyed your day out at the show. Now, uh, this week's competition is a goodie bag competition, really. I've been collecting goodies um, from end of last year and also uh, at the show as well, and I've got a whole bag full of stuff. Um, full of interesting things. So let's consider it a lucky dip. It's a bit of a bit of a wild card. Uh, and so the competition this week is purely straight out of the hat, which will be pulled on next week's show. Uh, so please send your entries, that is your name and address, to goodiebag 
at theoutdoorstation.co.uk. That's goodiebag at theoutdoorstation.co.uk, and we'll see who wins uh, a bag full of bits, which I'll have gathered together by the time I get my act together at the end of next week's show. So, uh, as I say, lots of stuff coming. Uh, sure, you're going to find uh, plenty to interest uh, any discipline in the outdoors and keep your uh, your mind active as regards some of the options open to you. I hope you've enjoyed this show. It has been pretty well rushed together to uh, get something out for Monday, uh, but uh, all the same, hope you've enjoyed it and we'll catch up with you in the near future. All the best now. This independent programme is produced and hosted by theoutdoorsstation.co.uk.